We join now by Nadir Token, analyst at 274 Investment Managers. Good morning, Nadir. Good morning, Sakina, and good morning to your listeners. Nadir, I want to pick up on one that we didn't manage to get to yesterday, and that's Iran's economic ambitions subsequent to the lifting of sanctions against that country. Yeah, we see President uh, Rouhani currently on a tour of, uh, of uh, Europe and, uh, you know, they're wasting no time in terms of getting out of the blocks uh, to get their economy kick-started after, you know, almost three decades of sanctions imposed by the U.S. So, uh, you know, we see them striking a number of important deals. Um, you know, we see them uh, uh, currently in negotiations to secure somewhere in the region of $85 billion of deals with various Italian companies. Um, and we also, uh, in addition to that, we see them uh, also negotiating the purchase of 114 Airbus airlines for um, Iran Air, you know, as uh, they need to replace a fleet which is more than 20 years old. And as uh, obviously uh, the amount of air traffic coming into Tehran and Iran, um, you know, over the next couple of years is going to drastically increase as sanctions have been lifted and international business community travel to the region to try and find opportunities. So, you know, that's going to include the most exclusive A380 uh, jet uh, manufactured by Airbus. So, you know, Iran really on the lookout to improve the economy, uh, to kickstart the economy in a time where, uh, you know, the oil prices remain very, very depressed in the, in the midst of uh, a drastic oversupply. But having said that, uh, Iran still plans to supply the global oil market with around 800,000 barrels of oil um, a day. And that's why we've seen the oil price coming under especially big strain, um, you know, over the last couple of weeks in anticipation of Iran joining the global oil market and adding to the supply glut. So, uh, you know, Iran's uh, oil industry probably needs a significant amount of investments given that, uh, you know, it hasn't been geared up towards this kind of production for a very long period of time or pretty much ever. Um, you know, and with the oil price that uh, for hovering around $30 a barrel, it seems unlikely that that investment um, can be fully funded by the government. And as, as a result, the Iranians making a drastic effort to try and diversify the economy through various sources, and that's why President Rouhani is currently on a tour of Europe. Uh, you know, in, we saw in Rome yesterday and traveling over to, to uh, France to meet pre- uh, President Francois Hollande as well. So, you know, Iran wasting no time in terms of getting out of the starting block to kickstart the economy, um, you know, after three, sa- uh, three decades of sanction really bit hard. And then um, Apple, their earnings coming out today, Nadir, what can we expect there? Yeah, Sakina, world's largest company, you know, so it's going to be very big in terms of setting market sentiment, and we all know how market sentiment has driven performance over the last couple of weeks. So, you know, what we, I mean, the share price has taken an absolute hammer in in the last couple of months. Uh, you know, we see trading sub $100, um, you know, in fact, trading as low as $96 at one point. And uh, what do we know about the company? Well, we know that they're still growing their earnings uh, at a fairly good clip. I mean, if we saw their third quarter growth, it was up at 28% earnings growth, yet the stock uh, was still down somewhere in the region of uh, you know 12 to 15% over the last four months. So you know, I, I think the bottom line is that the markets are very, very concerned that Apple has significant concentration risk uh, in the iPhone, with 60% of uh, their total sales being derived from the iPhone, and with uh, the iPhone 7 only being released during the third quarter of this year. The markets are quite concerned that uh, it's going to be very difficult 
difficult to generate earnings growth for Apple um, until the new iPhone is released because people are going to hold back on uh, iPhone purchases until the new one is available. So that's point number one. And I think also there's a lot of anecdotal evidence out there in the market that uh, Apple's production of iPhones are drastically slowing. So, you know, if we look at uh, the, the, the results being reported by some of the, the, the manufacturers which supply the, 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 their components. So there's a particular manufacturer which supplies chips for the Apple iPhone, and 61% of their earnings is derived from Apple. And, uh, you know, they they uh, they uh, sort of reporting big declines in revenue. And on the back of that, the market is sort of suspecting that Apple is producing much less iPhones. And given that it's 60% of their earnings base, they're expecting, uh, you know, that, that growth number of 28% to come under pressure. But, uh, you know, the bottom line is that Apple is a company that has reinvented itself a number of times. They're a company that has a very, very healthy balance sheet in terms of in excess of $100 billion of cash on their balance sheets. And, uh, you know, if, they, if they're struggling to reinvent themselves, I think we could see quite a big special dividend coming out of Apple, which would be very supportive of the share price. So, you know, I think uh, at probably 11 to or 10 to 11 times forward earnings uh, trading currently, um, you know, I think maybe the, the, the sell-off could have been overdone and possibly Apple being caught up in uh, global risk-off sentiment, which we've seen over the last couple of weeks, rather than just uh, expecting really poor company news. And then, uh, Nadir, if you could just very briefly talk to us about the changing dynamics in the South African listed property sector. Yes, I mean, not too long ago, uh, it was very difficult to find diversification in the sector. I mean, uh, Growth Point and Redefine were only the two real massive players there. Um, you know, how that has changed over the last couple of years. You know, I mean, given uh, how offshore has been in vogue, uh, you know, over the last three to four years, given the depreciating RAN and improving economic prospects uh, in the developed market subsequent to the financial crisis, we've seen a drastic turnaround there. You know, now the RAND hedged. Uh, property stocks are really top of the list in terms of the largest. We see uh, uh, Into Properties is by far the largest uh, listed property company now with a market cap in excess of $90 billion. And in second place is Capital and Counties. Uh, you know, also a UK-focused uh, listed property fund focusing primarily on the London region. So you know, it's interesting to see that the funds in number one and number two spots uh, are focused in the UK. And I mean, that's the property market which has enjoyed significant recovery after the global financial crisis. Borrowing costs have been kept exceptionally low in order to stimulate the economy and rental yields have been exceptionally good um, you know, particularly within the metropolitan regions of the UK and London in particular where property demand has remained really robust and as a result rentals have remained good. Um, and then you know, coupled as well with a depreciating rent, that's obviously been very value accretive for, for those councils. And in fact, uh, Another offshore name uh, in, in the mix there is uh, NEPI at, uh, in fourth spot, the New Europe Property Fund. And we all know about uh, the retail developments that they're doing in Eastern Europe and as well as uh, the very, very high rental yields. I mean, we're talking about uh, double-digit rental yields uh, present in, in, in those markets and exposure to the euro where the rand has depreciated significantly again. So, you know, we now have 38 counties in the listed property sector, much more diversified. And, uh, you know, it offers uh, South African investors quite a number of opportunities to access global property markets which are benefiting particularly in the developed markets uh, from an improving uh, economic growth outlook. Well, Nadir, thanks for that. And speak to you again tomorrow morning, our analyst at 274 Investment Managers, Nadir Token.
Some things come naturally to SAFM, SAFM. like being SA's news and information, information leader. leader. SAFM, 104 to 107.